Welcome to Midday Prayer for Monday, April 24th, 2023, the third Monday of Easter. Our help is in the name of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. A reading from the book of Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, son of Sarach. Advice Concerning Women Do not be jealous of the wife whom you embrace, or you will teach her an evil lesson to your own hurt. Do not give yourself to a woman and let her trample down your strength. Do not go near a loose woman, or you may fall into her snares. Do not dally with a female singer, or you may be caught in her activities. Do not look intently at a virgin, or you may, be, or you may stumble and incur penalties for her. Do not give yourself to prostitutes, or you may lose your inheritance. Do not look around in the streets of a city, or wander about in its deserted sections. Turn away your eyes from a shapely woman, and do not gaze at beauty belonging to another. Many have been seduced by a woman's beauty, and by it passion is kindled like a fire. Never dine with another man's wife, or revel with her at wine, or your heart may turn aside to her, and in blood you may plunge into destruction. A reading from the book of Daniel. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was severely distressed for a while. His thoughts terrified him. The king said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or the interpretation terrify you. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, may the dream be for those who hate you and its interpretation for your enemies. The tree that you saw, which grew great and strong so that its top reached to heaven and was visible to the whole earth, whose foliage was beautiful and its fruit abundant, and which provided food for all, under which animals of the field lived, and in whose branches the birds of the air had nests. It is you, O king. You have grown great and strong. Your greatness has increased and reaches to heaven and your sovereignty to the ends of the earth. And whereas the king saw a holy watcher coming down from heaven and saying, Cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the ground, with a band of iron and bronze in the grass of the field, and let him be bathed with the dew of heaven, and let his lot be with the animals of the field, until seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and it is a decree of the Most High that has come upon my lord the king. You shall be driven away from human society, and your dwelling shall be with the wild animals. You shall be made to eat grass like oxen, you shall be bathed with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you, until you have learned that the Most High has sovereignty over the kingdom of mortals and gives it to whom he will. As it was commanded to leave the stump and roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be re-established for you from the time that you learn that heaven is sovereign. Therefore, O King, may my counsel be acceptable to you. Atone for your sins with righteousness and your iniquities with mercy to the oppressed, so that your prosperity may be prolonged. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Confession of 1967 Introduction In approving the Confession of 1967, the United Presbyterian Church in the United States of America adopted its first new Confession of Faith in three centuries. The turbulent decade of the 1960s challenged churches everywhere to restate their faith. While the Second Vatican Council was reformulating Roman Catholic thought and practice, Presbyterians were developing the Confession of 1967. The 168th General Assembly, 1956, of the Presbyterian Church in the United States of America, PCUSA, received an overture asking that the Westminster Shorter Catechism be revised. The 170th General Assembly, 1958, proposed instead that the Church draw up a brief contemporary statement of faith. A committee labored at the task seven years. The 177th General Assembly, 1965, UPC-USA, vigorously discussed the committee's proposal and sent an amended draft to the Church for study. Sessions, congregations, and presbyteries suggested changes and additions. In response, a newly appointed Committee of Fifteen made revisions. The 178th General Assembly, 1966, UPC-USA, debated this draft, accepted it, and forwarded it to the presbyteries for final ratification. After extensive debate, more than 90% of the presbyteries voted approval. Final adoption came at the 179th General Assembly, 1967, UPC-USA. Modestly titled, The Confession of 1967 is built around a single passage of Scripture. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. 2 Corinthians 5.19 NRSV The first section, God's Work of Reconciliation, is divided into three parts. The Grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Love of God, and the Communion of the Holy Spirit. The second section, the Ministry of Reconciliation, has two parts, the mission of and the equipment of the Church. The last section, the fulfillment of reconciliation, affirms the Church's hope in God's ultimate triumph. The Confession of 1967 addresses the Church's role in the modern world. Responsive to developments in biblical scholarship, it asks the Church to approach the Scriptures with literary and historical understanding. It calls the Church to obedient action, particularly in response to social problems such as racial discrimination, nationalistic arrogance, and family and class conflict. It sees the life, death, resurrection, and promise coming of Jesus Christ as the pattern for the Church's mission today and calls on all Christians to be reconciled to God and to one another. With the Confession of 1967, the Church also adopted a book of confessions that placed creeds from the early Christian Church, the Nicene and the Apostles' Creeds, and from the Reformation, the Scots Confession, the Heidelberg Catechism, and the Second Helvetic Confession, alongside the Westminster Confession and Catechisms, adding two documents from the 20th century, the Theological Declaration of Barman and the Confession of 1967. A Prayer of Ambrose of Milan, circa 339-397 to Merciful God, save me from my sin, and let your Holy Spirit burn in me. 
Take away my heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh, to love you and adore you, to follow and enjoy you, to delight in you forever. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. A prayer for ruling elders in the church. God of righteousness and truth, you brought us into your church to show in our life together something of the orderliness of your creation and the love of Jesus Christ. Bless those called to be elders, that they may govern wisely and fairly. Give them full measure of your Spirit, that they may refresh your people along the journey of faith, discerning, teaching, and sharing the word of life, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal God, we praise you that your glory has dawned on us and brought us into the season of resurrection. We rejoice that the grave could not hold your Son and that he has conquered death, risen to rule over all powers of this earth. We praise you that he summons us into new life to follow him with joy and gladness. By your Spirit, lift us from doubt and despair and set our feet in Christ's holy way that our lives may be signs of his life, and all we have may show forth his love. Praise, glory, and thanksgiving to you, our God, forever and ever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The God of peace be with us. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.